all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field to preview Sunday night football, Wes. It will be Packers Bills from Buffalo in primetime at Highmark Stadium, though I know you still like to call it the Ralph, which you did on our three things Highmark isn't paying yesterday. me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's the Ralph. Um, what used to be known as Ralph Wilson Stadium is where the Packers will face the Bills on Sunday night. It's a Buffalo Bills team that is five and one, coming off a bye week, looking every bit the Super Bowl contender they were touted as before the season began. And when you look at this team, Wes, it uh, it all starts at quarterback with Josh Allen, who is squarely in the conversation for the MVP as we near the midway point of 2022. He is, and we're going to discuss all the bills and, and how good they are in here in a second, but I don't know if you saw the renderings of that stadium that they have, uh, that they've prospectively put together. Oh, for. no, I actually haven't. It's, they just came out, I think, like either yesterday, we just saw it. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah. These NFL stadiums, bro, I mean, we haven't been able to get to SoFi yet. Yeah, um, we have, yeah that's one place we haven't or been Or Allegiant, yet. but... They're they're pretty. It's pretty wild the, the way these things are developing, and it's and this is why you do it, right? I mean, the Buffalo Bills have never been hotter, uh, at least during my adult life. Uh, maybe going back to when I was in elementary school. I mean, this team uh, and what they have, they are so complete, and they play. They they feed off each other so well. I mean, that's what all the best championship teams do, right? It wasn't just that Aaron Rodgers was at the peak of his powers in 2011 and 12 and 10. It was they had all this emerging talent around him. It's that they had a, a defense that was as solid as what Buffalo has. Offensively, uh, I always love telling the story. 2018, when we were still doing our pregame show out at Lambeau Field before yeah. the games, Josh Allen whacked me in the calf with a ball. Uh, that's that's where he was at his rookie season in, in warm-ups. He, like, threw a ball, and it missed the receiver and hit me, literally, and almost bruised my calf. I mean, that's how hard it was thrown. And now you look at him, and this is one of the – I mean, this guy is going to be a factor in the National Football League for the next 15 years. Yeah, I mean, no question about he it. He is the crown jewel of that draft class. There's a lot of great quarterbacks that year, but when you look at where he has steered the Buffalo Bills, it's all on his shoulders. Yes, Stephon Diggs is fantastic. Um, you know, Gabe Davis is coming on. Defensively, Vaughn Miller's brought a lot to that defense. But Josh Miller – or Josh, excuse me, Josh Allen is the show, and, and you're seeing why. Yeah, well, statistically, 
Josh Allen, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 109.1 passer rating, which is second in the league, just barely below Patrick Mahomes, though Josh Allen won the head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes very recently here. The other interesting thing, of course, about Allen statistically is he's actually Buffalo's leading rusher. He has 257 rushing yards, which is one more than Devin Singletary, and actually 10 fewer attempts. And when Josh Allen has a 5.5-yard average per rushing attempt, and you know that there are several minus-one kneel downs uh, into that calculation— whether it's a designed run or a scramble, when Josh, when Josh Allen takes off and runs, there's a very good chance it's a chunk play, uh, you know, an explosive type of play for this Buffalo offense. And that's what makes them, makes them so tough to stop because Josh Allen doesn't have to get rid of the ball to make a big play. Yeah, and the weird thing about this whole situation the Packers have been in, you know, regardless of the skid they've been on, is the quarterbacks they're playing. At some point in time, these QBs, I, I guess, remember when for so many years they were telling Aaron Rodgers, you got to make sure you slide, you got to make sure you get down. And now Green Bay is going through this gauntlet of Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, and now Josh Allen. These guys have never even heard of the you know idea of sliding. Right. I mean, they, they right. are going to, Josh Allen's going to throw his shoulder into you. Uh, even Kenny Clark talked about it as locker on Wednesday. He's like Big Ben, but he's more fleet of foot. Yeah. I mean, like he, he has the size, but he also has a lot of athleticism too. He's going to create big plays. He's going to do it with his feet. He's going to do it with his arm. Stefan Diggs has been, I mean, when you talk about Mike, when trades happen in the national football league and all oh, there's winners and losers, the bills got Stefan Diggs. The Vikings got Justin Jefferson, and those two guys have just completely ascended in their own respects in these avenues. Yep. Gabe Davis is actually on my fantasy team right now, uh, 27 and a half yards per catch. He had the 98-yard touchdown last week. There are a lot of threats the Packers will have to neutralize to be successful at the Ralph. <laughs> well, you look at, and I want to talk about these receivers a little bit too, because you look at Stephon Diggs. Six games now Buffalo has played, as we mentioned, coming off of a bye week. In six games, Stephon Diggs has 49 catches, 656 yards, and six touchdowns. I mean, the math there says he's on pace for, you know, 125-plus receptions, like 1,800-plus yards, and, uh, you know, 17 TDs. I mean, he is he is on pace here in the early going for an absolutely monster year. And then, as you said, you have to deal with Gabe Davis as well, who only has 14 catches on the year, but four of those have gone for touchdowns. As you mentioned, a 98-yard touchdown, which has boosted his average on those 14 receptions to 27.5 yards per catch. This this isn't this is an offense that. Can, that can gash you. They can make the big play at any time. And no, they don't have much of a running game. As I mentioned, Josh Allen is the team's leading rusher, but they are so dangerous because of Allen's dual threat ability and because of these receivers and you throw in a tight end like Dawson Knox who can make a lot of things happen. This is a, this is a tough unit to handle. And you know, you know going into... Buffalo in prime time under the lights with Aaron Rodgers coming to town for the first time in eight years. The, the, the Buffalo crowd is going to be, I mean, it, it's it, the atmosphere in that place is going to be uh, 
something else for for just a regular season football and, game. And we don't need to revisit 2014 and that that matchup there. But the one thing, it's the only time I've ever been uh, at Landmark Stadium. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to let that go throughout the entire show. No, it's the first time I've been to Buffalo since that game. And that day it was Kyle Orton who had been signed that year to play quarterback. Their season was pretty much, for the lack of a better term, over. I mean, they were right or hovering around 500, if I remember right. And the the feeling in that stadium was not one of uh, jubilation. It was pretty melancholy up until the end when they ended up actually winning the game. This is going to be a lot different. Yep. Sammy Watkins, the former Buffalo Bill, was talking about this. He's like, when when the Bills are good, when they're winning football games, it's like a college town atmosphere. I mean, that's that's what that's like. I mean, you and I are going to see it when we're pulling up on the buses. Maybe there'll be someone going through a table. We're not sure. Yeah, but but yeah, our bu- our buses sort of go because I've I've been there for two games, 2006 and 2014, and the buses that take us from the hotel to the stadium, we go through like these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the most similar to Green Bay and Lambeau 100%. Field of any place in the NFL where you're going through these neighborhoods and you're seeing people with with their you know their tailgate parties in their driveway in their yards you know cars being parked you know collecting 20 bucks here and there whatever that's that's what it's like and our our, our buses go right through that so yeah I'll be watching to see if uh, what what sort of shenanigans yeah. are happening especially with it being a night game where folks are going to have all day to get ready for this one. But but what I really like too about the Bills offensively is so you look at a guy like Devin Singletary and Singletary's not a guy that everyone's like, "Oh, well this is a big, you know, huge threat." But for what the Bills want to do, he complements it perfectly because yeah. he can run, but he's also their second leading pass catcher in terms of the number of receptions. Um, they drafted Zach Moss, he's involved in that too, but I mean Singletary is the guy that kind of complements the whole thing. And there's just, Mike, you just don't see a lot of weaknesses across the board. Now the Packers are going to have to do a lot of things right. But, you know, Jamison Crowder's on this roster. Obviously, I think Jake Kumaro is going through some injury stuff right now. But they, they are veteran. They are versatile. And, and certainly when you have those type of playmakers at the quarterback position and guys that can be game wreckers down the field, like Diggs and like Gabe Davis, that there's a lot that Green Bay has to account for. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> For sure. And on the defensive side of the ball, this is a this is the unit that is ranked number one in the league in both yards allowed and points allowed. A lot of statistics certainly jump off the page. Von Miller with six sacks. Um, the young guy Russo has four. Those two guys with with ten combined. Jordan Poyer in the back end has four of this t- of this uh, this defense's ten interceptions on the season. Um, a huge challenge for a Green Bay offense that 
is continuing to try to find itself to clean up the mental mistakes as well as the physical mistakes, settling in with a new offensive line. Obviously, the Packers are banged up at receiver. We don't know who all is going to be available at wide receiver for, for Sunday night just yet. Um, this is a uh, this this is a tremendous challenge because uh, because this Buffalo this Buffalo defense they they got Von Miller for a reason right yeah. they knew they knew they were close but they felt you know when you when you get knocked out of the playoffs by allowing uh, in essence by allowing a field goal to extend a game in 12 seconds or 13 seconds or whatever it was you're like all right we need to get a finisher on defense Von Miller is that guy that uh, that. When that defense needs a big time pressure or a sack or a, a, a you know strip sack fumble, whatever it is, they're counting on Miller to deliver it. And so far this season, he has. Yeah, and Miller really has been. I don't want to start throwing out like Reggie White type comparisons, but when you look at where he has gone and the impact he's had, he's really been like that that finishing piece for yeah. a lot of these really good defenses around the National Football League. Certainly, I mean, certainly was for the Rams, helping them win the yeah. Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and, and certainly, I mean, we don't need to talk about 15 and what he did on the, those Denver Broncos teams, but the the craziest part of this deal for the Bills is they're doing all this without Micah Hyde. Micah gets that neck injury early in the season. He's done for the year. Everybody, for so long, they've been talking about how Poyer and, and Hyde are probably one of the best, if not the best, safety combination in the National Football League right now, both how they play off of each other and really their ball-hawking skills. I feel like, especially with dealing with some of his own injuries, uh, this has only brought out the best in, in Jordan Poyer. Four interceptions on the season. Uh, we hear so often from Packers players, from coaches, marrying the pass rush to the pass coverage. That's yeah. what a good defense does. Miami, or I should say Buffalo does all of it. Third in the league, I think, in takeaways. Lead the league with 10 interceptions. I let Miami slip out of my mouth there because I was going to say the only team that's had success, the only team that's beaten them, and again, it was a barn burner type game, was the Dolphins. They didn't do it by running the ball well against them. They barely ran the ball at all. They did it by not having turnovers. The few explosive plays they had, they scored on all of them and they made the most of their red zone opportunities. The same thing has to happen for the Packers to be successful against this defense. Right, and what and what Miami did in that game, because statistically that game, the one game Buffalo lost this year, was lopsided in a number of statistics in favor of the Buffalo Bills. The number of plays, the yards, everything, and it wasn't a big turnover fest. But the other thing that Miami, the other thing that Miami did is Miami's defense continued to yes. rise up in the red zone, backed up against the goal line, whatever the case might be. Miami's defense made key plays at key times, and so all of these, all these plays and yards and everything that Buffalo piled up, the Bills weren't able to uh, uh, to convert those into enough points to pull out a game that they that they otherwise dominated up and down the field. So. Um, that that was my next question to you with, with regard to what what are the keys what are the keys to victory here i think another another category that sticks out is that buffalo offensively is number 1 in the league on in third down conversions yeah. um third down conversion percentage green bay defensively is number 3 in the league but as we've seen you know we had talked about a couple of the third and longs that were converted in london by the giants that sort of turned the tide in that game and then the second half last week against washington where uh, whether it was third and short or third and long the packers just couldn't get off the field washington converting a lot of third downs in that second half so we've seen green bay have some 
struggling moments in that regard. And, uh, um, you know, you get it's going to be difficult enough in some respects to get a big play offense like the Buffalo Bills into a lot of third downs. But if the Packers get them into third down, uh, they're going to have to they're going to have to get off the field that way. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, for the Green Bay Pratt Packers, you ask about how they win this game. To me, there's three things that this is going to boil down to. It is the third down defense. They need that to hold true in this game. As you mentioned, third right now in the National Football League. It is their red zone defense. They're sixth right now in the National Football League. If the Bills do get into deep territory, you need to find ways to keep them out of the end zone because they're not going to be punting a ton. There's going to be plays that they are going to extend. They're going to have 10 play, 12 play drives. Do you generate turnarrows? takeaways off of that are you able to stop them and force them to send the field goal unit on yeah and hey four, fourth and three from the 45 yard line Sean McDermott's going for it most of the time it. I mean it's it's not just the third down defense you have to be ready for them to for them to roll the dice on fourth down too. yeah exactly and then obviously that's something that Green Bay is going to have to take into account uh, and realistically it comes back to what happened last week with Taylor Heineke the Packers again as I mentioned on Tuesday's show they had 29 pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. Whatever it was, nine quarterback hits or whatever that number was. Maybe it was even more than that. One sack. Uh, the Packers have to be able to finish plays, pressure, contain, be smart about it. That was another thing Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry both talked about, knowing your rush lanes, making sure that Allen doesn't leak out because – the dangerous thing about him is he can make every throw from every point of the field. He'll throw across the hashes if he has to, oh, yeah. if he sees the opportunity. But he also is not afraid to tuck the ball and run it. That's where Green Bay has to be able to hold up. And also, I know it's been a grind for Green Bay with the run defense so far this season, 27th or whatever it is in the league right now. Making sure that Singletary doesn't get a lot of production, making sure that Allen doesn't leak out. You do want to make sure that you're forcing this thing to the pass because, to me, Green Bay, it's been, they've been in this drought with takeaways and turnovers that I think can only last so long. You can only get your hands on so many passes before those things finally start getting caught. They need takeaways in this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Buffalo has given the ball away they 10 have. times so far this year. That ranks you know around the bottom third of the league in, in terms of the giveaways. And we had talked on our last show about how the Packers had, they got the big pick six. They almost had another defensive score, if not for the penalty. But they had opportunities for other turnovers, and you get your hands on the ball. You've got to you've got to cash in on it. You can't let those chances get away. On the offensive side, as I talked about before, the Packers are trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to clean up the mental mistakes, the physical mistakes. The Packers just offensively, especially against the number one defense in the league, you've got to play as clean a football as you can play. The the mental errors that. Aaron Rodgers is talking about 20% of the plays that they're running have a mental error yeah. by somebody, a missed assignment by somebody. That can't continue. The, the, the physical mistakes, the drop passes, the poor technique that leads to holding calls, those are the, the, the Packers simply have to, have to clean up everything to give themselves opportunities against a, against a Buffalo defense because – What's going to help? What's going to help you out the most against Josh Allen is to is to create a game with fewer possessions, right? You can't let Josh Allen take the field thirteen yep. or fourteen times. So, the way you do that is by is by getting back to and you had mentioned this in Insider Inbox, getting back to winning the time of possession. The Packers need to 
convert on third down, move the chains, shorten the game in the sense of in the sense of not putting your defense out there as many times against a guy like Josh Allen. There's a there's so much that the Packers need to clean up offensively, but at some point they're going to do it and and when they do it we're going to we're going to see it we're going to know what it looks like and uh and we're going to see a team that's going to give itself a much better chance to win regardless of the opponent compared to what we've seen the last couple of weeks exactly and and offensively maximizing your opportunities first down being able to move the ball get first downs being able to actually generate big plays organically and not having to force them is that was the other thing you you had made a comment in inbox earlier this week about the about the second and longs and i went i went back and counted from the washington game and if i counted correctly i counted six different times in the game the packers were in second and ten or more six times second and ten or more you can't live that way on offense. No. It's just that that that's just not, that, that's not a way you can survive in this league. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you have to be in second and two all day, but you need to be in second and six and second and five most of the day to give yourself a chance. Because if you're in a position, God forbid, I think there's even a couple second and twenty fives. If yeah. you're in that spot, that's not how you generate a fifty-five yard pass play to Sammy Watkins. You generate those type of opportunities sitting in third and short, sitting in second and manageable, being able to give the defense a lot to consider and how they want to defend you, that's going to be paramount in this game. And if I may, to throw in, it's not just offense and defense. Special teams is going to have a big part to play in this too. Time of possession in the field uh, situationally is going to be critical. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is one of the best kickoff returners nobody in the National Football League really ever talks about. Uh, is a dynamic guy if he's able to take it out of the end zone. Jamison Crowder has been doing it for so long in the National Football League, has been so consistent in that way. A guy that maybe hasn't broken one for a touchdown yet this year on punts, but has been able to give them an extra 11, 12, 20 yards off their punt returns. Green Bay has to be able to win the time of possession and has to win the field position. I think those are the two small things in this matchup when you talk about little details that are really going to be looming over this game and making it, making the Packers not be the 10-point dogs that everyone thinks they are, proving that they still are the Super Bowl contender a month ago everybody believed them to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. Some sponsor business here, Wes. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7, 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl, Cousin Subs, 50 years of better. And I got to stop myself on the Jamison Carter thing. I knew I messed up on that one because Carter actually is on injured reserve right now. So he's been oh, for he a got... few weeks. Yep. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize he Ankle was Ankle injury. I, I forgot about that. Out. As soon as I said it, I was like, that doesn't sound right to me, but... They, they do still have to worry about Isaiah McKenzie, though. Yeah. Um, we're, we're walking on a tightrope here, Mike. We, we do it live, right? That's so, right. We do it live. That's a part of the story. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on a few other games around the league in Week 8 in the NFL. These are the ones, when I was glancing at the schedule, that jumped out to me in terms of, uh, you know, I want to kind of pay attention during the afternoon on Sunday as Sunday night football approaches to see how these turn out. Chicago is at Dallas which looks like a much more interesting game than it did before last week when uh, the before the Bears had beaten the Patriots on the road in prime time. 
Arizona is at Minnesota. Arizona coming off of a Thursday night win with this quote-unquote mini-bye. Minnesota coming off of its full bye week. Obviously, the Vikings with just one loss so far this year. San Francisco is at the L.A. Rams. One, the Rams are 3-3. Three and three, The 49ers are 3-4. and four. I don't think either team expected to be in that spot. And now those two NFC West rivals going head-to-head. And then... Probably the what what you would label the the game of the biggest surprises in certainly in the NFC at least is the Giants with their six and one record are at Seattle and the Seahawks are at four and three in first place in the NFC West the only team in the NFC West that is above five hundred so Chicago Dallas Arizona Minnesota San Fran Rams and Giants Seahawks what interests you there. Well, seeing exactly where things are with Geno Smith is going to be one of because this will be a big test for him going up against that Giants defense. And yeah, how clean they play, how dynamic they've been with not a whole lot, a whole lot of household names. The the thing about Smith and, and you got to see how long these can go. We did plenty of stories over the past of you know Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, had some amazing runs, and when you think about what he did in Tampa for a time and in Miami, but can you consistently do it? If Geno Smith can actually carry this out through the course of the year, I don't know if he would qualify as like a comeback player of the year type candidate, but you do start to get some like Rich Gannon type vibes from that, a guy that got an opportunity and then had to sit a lot. Um, And I think you give John Schneider a lot of credit. You give Pete Carroll a lot of credit and certainly Geno a lot of credit that this is a guy that was completely written off. And when Russell Wilson got hurt a couple years ago and he had to go in, a lot of people were mocking that. Um, when they make the trade and Drew Locke comes over there and it's like, oh, you're going to have Drew Locke or Geno Smith, and everyone laughs about it. Geno Smith has played really good ball this year. Yeah. You have to do it consistently. Seven games does not make a season. But I'll tell you what, man, if he goes and, and they hold court against the Giants, that, that's something you're really going to have to start to respect and acknowledge. I do also really quickly want to touch on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because as the Packers ready for this matchup, with Buffalo, the Buccaneers are at a crossroads too. Yeah. Three and four going up against a Baltimore team that to a certain extent they've underachieved in some people's eyes to be sitting where they're at. That's a kind of a, a big game for both of those teams. And for Tampa, playing at home. That's the one that's tonight, right? That's Thurs- the one that's thir- tonight. Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, Thursday I, I was looking at the slate of Sunday no, but afternoon I mean, but, games, so I, so I missed that when I was when I was As Thursday night football down. goes, and for anybody that listens to this over the weekend, I'm sorry we're wasting kind of your time here, but yeah. – in in terms of Thursday night football, this is as big as those games get yeah. because yeah. you know you had a lot of injuries on both things. Mark Andrews didn't practice this week. I know you know Mike Evans. These are tough games to step into, and there's big implications for both of these squads. Yeah, absolutely. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my With uh, as far as as far as the NFC North goes, the Bears three and four with a chance with a chance to get back to five hundred on the road against the Cowboys, a Cowboys team that now has Dak Prescott back, and and Prescott is playing in his uh, second straight game coming back from his. Uh, hand injury, thumb injury, um, and uh, Arizona being on the road at Minnesota. I don't think anybody thought the Vikings would be five and one at this point. And one thing that one thing that's always interesting to me about Minnesota when they get in this position, and now this is a new regime, right? A new head coach, new GM, and all that. There are time there are times that Minnesota has jumped out in front. The Vikings have jumped out in front, and. Um, and responded really well and stayed there and made a run like they did in 2017. They got all the way, even with Case Keenum, who was quote-unquote backup quarterback, getting all the way to the NFC Championship game. There are other times Minnesota has jumped out front and then has not responded well to being the team everybody's chasing yeah. um, in the NFC North. And, uh, and, and what has been a gap early on has, has closed. So I'm curious to see now that they've they've had their bye week, but now they have to go the rest of the way without a break. Can the Vikings sustain it? And uh, um, and an Arizona team that very up and down and all that, but also as we know, very dangerous with Kyler Murray and those offensive weapons. I think that's a really interesting matchup just to see where where Minnesota is and how the Vikings maybe set the tone, so to speak, to be the front runner in the NFC North because hands down, that's what they are right now by a pretty good margin. Yeah, and this is for the Vikings measure. This is that, that cross-conference you know, division game that's set up based on your allotment last year. So these are two teams that I think in a lot of people's eyes underachieved last season, uh, especially with how things started for Arizona. Yeah. So you're seeing uh, with two different directions, I think they've traveled to this point. But as you mentioned, the, the wild card in all this is Murray because he's going to give the Vikings problems, considerations that they haven't really had to factor in yet. When you look at the extended plays, when you look at the creativity of the Kingsbury offense, that's where I want to see how this thing shuffles out. Offensively, the Vikings are dangerous, but there's so many known things about that offense and in the way that Kirk Cousins plays the position, certainly the threat that Justin Jefferson presents their backfield equation, but defensively is the one that I just still, you just wonder, you know, Patrick Peterson facing his old, old team. Is he still going to be able to capture, you know, the phone, a youth there a little bit that he's had at times in Minnesota. It, it, there's a lot of things to consider in it. And certainly for the Packers measure, looking at the Vikings and then also seeing the Bears having a very competitive game against Dallas after trading Robert Quinn this week. How is that defense going to respond yeah. for Chicago? It's a very interesting point right now for this division. Yeah, well, a lot of interesting games to pay attention to on Sunday before the big kickoff in the evening from Buffalo for Packers and Bills. With that, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team. We'll have everything from Sunday night's game for you from Buffalo on Packers.com. For Wes, I am Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. 
You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.